0: Bismillah as alaikum, Muhammadullah. This is Mind Heist with my gorgeous uh, co-host Woah um, Muhammad. Woah Your soul is gorgeous bro, mashallah Allahi
1: barak, it's all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Throw dust in your brother's face, akhi <laughs> I, I
0: was just, it's your soul bro, it's not you, alright Yeah, I've got no control over that, it <laughs> is what it excuse. is That's my That's my excuse <laughs> yeah bro just the first adjective that came to mind and me i'm Amin, the other co-host of the show this is mind heist we talk about uh well loads of different topics but mostly we try and go a little bit deep and give maybe inshallah different views different ideas to what you might find in the quote-unquote mainstream is that a good description
1: yeah i agree
0: something we try
1: and aim for timeless topics as opposed to things that you'd have to f- be there to hear it mm. be in that time yeah. zone to hear it if you know what i mean yeah 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 so this
0: episode 35 is it or four? Oh god i didn't yeah, even four check maybe i didn't check yeah it's all right bro it's all right no pressure no pressure oh. um yeah i think it's 34 actually 34 uh hamdulillah we we had a good run of episodes this week talk about something maybe a little bit creative inshallah um before that is there anything we need to say before we get started um no not really no <laughs> nothing i can okay. think of i'm gonna say one thing is people that do podcasts need to sort their audio out bro <laughs> uh, i'm one of those people bro i need to sort podcasts. my audio out no 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 you, you're you don't realize bro how some of the top podcasts out there have ba- worse quality than you really yeah it's very surprising i guess that's also uh proof that proof that you don't need all the technical um the technical you know equipment and all that to to get an audience and to really say something interesting yeah but it's a bit annoying when i'm driving and i can't even hear the guy properly but khair, inshallah, we got we got decent equipment uh, you know when we when i hear our podcast in my car it sounds good wallah, you know I, I, sometimes we're you, like you're louder than me or i'm louder than yeah you. But other than that it's all good i do the
1: minimal amount so. of editing afterwards post-production is is, is, is almost
0: zero <laughs> <laughs> don't I, reveal that, bro! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the work goes in during the session where we our brains are working so hard to think of the amazing ideas to bring you. That's why we don't feel the need to do the post production. That's the yeah. Reason.
1: I think a lot of people maybe overextend themselves. I was having discussions with some other brothers that um that are doing podcasts and a lot of them want to do videos and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, to me, that's yeah. you know I've mentioned before I've been listening to podcasts since I was i don't know 13 and it's Mm. always been audio only for me and even when video ones started coming out it's it takes me it takes a lot for me to listen to something and watch it for like an hour and a half where nothing's changing do you know what i mean it's just yeah of course i find it so much Uh, easier to just listen and and do other things that aren't you know not that don't require too much attention whether that's
0: driving somewhere or working on something or whatever Yeah. yeah 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 definitely and uh, I I don't listen to any audio pod, uh, video podcasts um, because I think the, the only reason YouTube's good is for discoverability. Mm. Other than that, you know, sometimes maybe you play it in the background. While you're on your computer, but you could equally do that if you're on your computer. Get your phone out and just play it. You know, like you can equally do it. So yeah. So and the biggest podcasts, like for example, Tim Ferriss' show, one of the biggest ones I listen to. Uh, there is no video version, so it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And if you, like you said, if you overexert yourself, you're probably going to produce like three episodes and then go blank for like two months. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Anything to say about this New Zealand thing? Um, Anything interesting, different? You know, yeah,
1: you know, the, despite the fact that it's. Um, it's you know obviously really upsetting really sad mm. um i wanted to comment i it's something that's really been bugging me regarding um the muslim i don't know if you want to say the muslim dao scene or but bro like there's people coming up with reaction videos to the vid to the to the the video that okay yeah, really? yeah to those yeah. that obviously don't know essentially I'm sure everybody knows now but the the this, the perpetrator of this New Zealand shooting that who went and and um you know killed at least 50 Muslims he he live streamed himself doing it which is awful it was about 17 minute video i believe now i didn't watch it myself there was people sharing the video around but every time someone shared yeah. it to me i would essentially there was a fatwa from Sheikh which is it's easier for me mm-hmm. to share a fatwa than it is to tell them because that way i can just sort of um bounce off the responsibility in that sense and i don't have to argue yeah with anyone. yeah
0: wasn't me wasn't me yeah
1: <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of wisdom behind it regarding and, and we'll comment on that regarding sharing um Videos like that sharing the suffering of Muslim Muslims whether it's pictures or videos uh, Because <clears> I <throat> think some of the Wisdoms behind it was that it weakens the morale Of the Muslims it puts Unnecessary <clears> fear <throat> in the hearts of the Muslims um, and, and, and it extends To like you know maybe you can handle It but you know your sister Your mother your you know the uh, I'm not saying women are weaker but I'm just saying they might be more Sensitive to stuff like that and they might not want to go out Wearing their you know Their Muslim symbols if you know What I mean anywho Mm. So, uh, there was a few Muslim YouTubers. I'm not going to name their names. That that started putting up reaction videos, bro. And um, like, why? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, we don't mm. we don't need your reaction. In fact, we barely need anyone to comment on it. And and this is why I was reluctant to comment on it because everybody's mm. commenting on it. Everybody. Yeah. But yeah. To, to go one step further, <laughs> now well, I will say that. Uh, I will say one of the brothers or some of the brothers, at least, they did take the advice and they took the videos down or they or they didn't upload the video because of so many people saying, why are you doing this? But others were so reluctant and and Allah, maybe they're sincere, but I think maybe they're just naive or maybe they're naive of their own intentions sometimes because Mm. there is no benefit in that whatsoever. And that to me, it just it just pushes the whole narrative further that we're just in it for views. Like why do we why do we mm. need that? But anyway, that's you know the only the only issues I have with these things because at the end of the day, those people uh, from from my understanding, they're, they're martyrs inshallah Do you know what I mean? Um, they died in the best mm. place, and, and and the things we need to focus on are those who are left behind, who, which are us. You know, their their book mm. of deeds is is mm. over, their their life is over, and may Allah have mercy on them. But if anything, we need mm. to be talking about is us and our reaction and the fallout afterwards and the aftermath and how
0: we best carry yeah. ourselves forward, inshallah. Mm, mm. I, I saw a video, uh, probably you know, not many know him, but uh, Dr. Iyad Al-Qunaybi, he said, he made a just short video, he said that, uh, what will your reaction be when you hear of these things? He said that uh, when... Um, i think it was when the u.s decided to basically invade afghanistan and bomb the heck out of afghanistan he said that and you know the climate in the u.s was was pretty crazy um uh, you know towards muslims yeah he said it was at that point he said a family that i know in the u.s he said uh, a family there were three daughters when that happened he said three of them they all start wearing hijab they all start wearing niqab and they all went full out in dawah They went full out in da'wah So he said What will your reaction be? You know Yeah And it reminded me of the ayah Uh, I can't remember the exact uh, words But I remember the part said uh, When the people say uh, You know Everybody has gathered against you uh, So you should fear them And then But the reaction of the believers is That (laughs) zedatum imana They increased their iman Because of that Because of that fact So Allahumma minhum, you know, that may Allah make us like those people that when the odds are against you, you actually increase in iman. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, one little thing I wanted to say, just because again, uh, yeah, very few people are saying this, is that uh, on the same exact day that that happened, um, Israel attacked Gaza with a hundred airstrikes, a hundred airstrikes. Mm. So you know, we got to remember that. Don't play th- to to the media's drumbeat alone right if the media is talking about 100% this thing remember there's going to be uh, 50 100 other things that are happening of equal importance yeah. so of course there's hype around this because it's something uh, you know unexpected however just because you know the bombing in in Gaza unfortunately is something that's expected you know unfortunately that's the case so you know just uh For example you know sheikh haidham al-haddad he wrote an article uh you know he he called like you know new zealand shooting seven things to remember seven things to think the first line of it he mentioned uh about Gaza because i think i think this has been kind of used as a way to distract from from the attack in Gaza. you know so uh something to remember there and also yani if if i was to ask you you know how would you like to die because we're all gonna die in it so I was asked to ask you how you want to die Yanni yeah, you might say something Similar to how these people died So uh, alhamdulillah, Annie, yeah. alhamdulillah. Although and even for the for the families Of those that die again It's something quite soothing to To see your family go go out That way what if you what if your family Yanni, family members who are You know you see some clear sins they're doing And they die a quote unquote normal Death you know whatever car accident Old age whatever Yanni how uh, you know you feel uncomfortable because of that but when someone is wow you, you feel a bit arrested at least you know mm. so alhamdulillah yani our religion gives us great mindset great perspectives to think about things and you know so, certain people have been in the past uh have been kind of uh celebrating death celebrating death yani when i'm, t- I'm talking about in you know, a of course it's more of a battlefield point of view but people when people die any that's it that, that's the victory uh, whereas the people that they're fighting in the battle uh they their worst worst fear is death you know so different perspectives bro no definitely i think what you said about um you know following
1: the beat of the drum is so so important because um i was mm. saying it to some of the brothers like Sure that the let's say the mainstream, and I'm talking mainstream in a very broad sense. The mainstream mm. media at the moment is, um, and the mainstream population is is quite sided mm. with the Muslims, right? At this stage, mm. um, but let's say I don't know if we were really going to be black and white about it. Let's say it's the liberal left media or liberal left people that align with mm. the left, right? And, and I said to, I said to some of the brothers, I said, SubhanAllah, like." They're your friends today, but they're your enemies tomorrow, based on what you believe. Because I said to the, I mm. said to the brothers, I know I'm not trying to sound deep, but I said like the dean is a meal, right? And the mm. the the right wing, the far right, seek to poison it, and the left the left seek seek to dilute it. You know, at the end of the day, mm. both sides either want to eradicate it or change it. You understand? Mm. And mm. and we, we, I don't want us to get sort of lulled and 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 sort of rockabye babied into this sort of false sense of security with those that are supporting mm-hmm. us at the moment mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because sit down with them and, and discuss issues and some of the views that you have might be considered extreme you know some of the, the views that yeah. are par- a part and parcel of our religion might be considered extreme and then suddenly the yeah. you know the the bullseye will shift to you it's it's just the reality yeah and and we have to walk mm-hmm. the middle path we have to stand on our own two feet and not sort of use these left and right as crutches but develop our own industry develop Mm. our own sort of voices develop our own platforms instead of relying on on Mm. the quote-unquote western white
0: savior mentality who comes and gets us out of any situation that Mm. we're stuck in if you know what i mean i mean in the end in the end bro they i I don't know if you can say they took the muslim side in this they Mm. didn't take our side all they did is they reported on something that they would report on regardless of the victim Mm -hmm. regardless of the victim so if any literally bro new zealand literally bro like as far as i know middle of nowhere nothing going on there lord of the rings yeah so this is why it's so so surprising that it would happen there and so if anything like this happened yeah, and it would be all over the place. Mm. Um, it would be all over the place, regardless. You know, just how uh, there was uh, those bombing or there was attacking, like Manchester, for example, all over the news. Right. So I think my key—you can't say they yeah, took our side. What I sort of mean by that is that um, I think it's you mean a- they weren't against us, if yeah, like, in the reporting, but, but also they were just neutral with
1: a lot of. It's not. It's not all around the board. It's not all across the board. But there is this discourse now of right-wing terrorism being discussed, as uh, where yeah. it wasn't more so before. Like, so the the yeah. I believe the, the prime minister or president or whatever she is labelled it as a terrorist act, and, and some media outlets mm. label it as a terrorist act, and some police forces yeah. that I've seen have labelled it as a terrorist act. So I'm saying, in that sense, in only that sense, suddenly there's discourse regarding. It's taken way too long. It's mm. taken way too long for that label to start actually mm. being seen in, yeah. in the media. But that's what mm. I mean. And then that mm. sort of opens the door mm. to people to have that discourse of, Oh, actually terrorism mm. has no religion, blah blah blah. And that's all yeah. and you know, and, and it, it, that's what pains me. It's like, oh we we care so much about what they label it. We care so much when a headline comes out and how it frames it. Mm. Who cares? In all honesty, because yeah. you know, yeah. who yeah. they who cares what they think you're you're a slave of allah first and foremost it's allah's opinion that you should worry about
0: you know Mm -hmm. so anyway yeah i i think that's the that's the goal you know my opinion the goal is to have to to be indifferent to what you know the prime minister of new zealand says Mm -hmm. the police of new zealand says the bbc says what al jazeera says literally be indifferent right know your religion know the perspective your religion gives you the mindset you should hold in this case yeah Uh, you know maybe you you might want to say okay say okay what's the islamic perspective on on this what's happened you know and that's what you you know you should be confident that okay this is what we think if you don't agree that's fine and that's why you know even these people that hate islam you know we mentioned it before a bit maybe we could even do an episode about it like if you hate islam I don't have a problem if you hate Islam why is that though It's because I'm confident right I don't need you to like Islam and there will never be a day when everyone loves Islam right mm. otherwise they will be muslim you know so it's 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 this is the true understanding of lakum dinukum waliyadin lakum dinukum waliyadin is not uh I'm okay with the, the like there's nothing wrong with with kufr no it doesn't mean that what it mm. means is Look, this is Islam. We explain it to you. We tell you, look, this is the amazing, the mercy you can get from Allah if you become Muslim. These are the benefits in the dunya and the akhirah. If you don't accept it, then the hellfire is for you, yeah. And Lakum dinukum is like, okay, now you t- you've been told that. Now it's up to you. Like you are allowed to dis disbelieve. Yeah, like, you're allowed. Allah gave you the free free will. So, um, you know, I just I, I don't have a problem whatsoever in a in general sense of course we wish everybody would be guided um but i don't have a problem if someone says i don't agree with islam i don't like islam i don't want muslims in my country Mm. right even though that that goes against uh the policies of their government of course um then you know it's up to you and then you could believe what you want you know but uh, it takes a confident believer to have that perspective i believe Wallahu well, alam if that's the absolute correct way To think about it but that's the way I think about
1: mm. it I mean there's a, the psychology of an everyday Muslim at this stage is just all over the place Priorities and role models are completely Out of, out of touch um, If mm. you were to to Go on any average Muslim's uh, You know social media or whatever Imagine okay here's here is an example uh, A I don't know Hollywood actor Makes a statement defending yeah. Muslims Right mm. not a Muslim, not a Muslim mm. himself Just a random Hollywood that thing will get shared to the To the sky and back because yeah. that's who you know. Oh my God, they're defending us, blah blah. blah. And it's like we 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 mm. need these people to defend us. That's what we need. Mm. But mm. validation, exactly yeah. validation. The key key word there. But if it was, but you find that the very same individual has never really shared or listened to any scholar that or scholars or people of knowledge that have anything valid to say. Do you understand? But the moment their mm. identity is validated by someone who you know they yeah. that the world aspires to, like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Brad Pitt. there was one where, like, I think Ben Affleck, I think Ben Affleck, okay. the actor, he defended Muslims once. It was a few years ago, and that was just getting shared left, right, and centre. And it was like, look at us, we're validated. Mm. Subhanallah. Who cares, bro? Mm. Who cares? Mm. Honestly, like, yeah. there's so I, it just winds me up because it, it makes us mm. appear so weak. It makes us appear so feeble. Yeah. And and look, yeah. that's how that's why we're in, you know the situation we're in where we get in. We don't mobilize ourselves. Mm. We rely on. Others to defend us. We rely on others to protect us. It's the same with. Um, uh, Mufti Munir said it regarding this 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 incident, and I'm not making a comment about um, the actual Meshids that were victim to this. It's just something for us to think about in the future. But he, he mentioned how like um, I think he said like every respectable establishment has its security, has its own security. Like whether it's a hotel, mm. a bank, do you know what I mean? They've all got their own security mm. and. The reason we probably don't is because we don't invest In stuff like that do you understand we don't Invest in ourselves enough Mm. to consider These options to consider um, Putting our money back into our own community That's one of the main things is like Mm. Another brother I was Mm. listening to on another podcast Was talking about charities for example And how um, there's this um, Sort of discourse regarding Muslims only want to donate To 100% uh, donation Policy charities Um, Not thinking about The the, um, What's the word the practical infrastructure, infrastructure requirements, infrastructure requirements yeah. and how money needs to actually go in and 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 if, mm. if muslims just open their mind a little bit change, realize that actually paying somebody to do a job a service for muslims is itself a charity if you consider your intentions right because yes. if you intend for example i intend to pay xyz maybe a security guard Okay, or a security firm to do this They think oh we're wasting money we could send that money To XYZ place or something that is More clear cut mm. um, rewarding In the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But mm. no they don't see That actually doing that is in itself Serving the Muslims doing little things With the right intention that don't always Appear Islamic or a good deed At the time is in fact mm. A good deed a very rewarding mm. deed A long deed like a mm uh Sarah in a sense because it builds infrastructure that will benefit the Muslims long term. You
0: know? No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, bro, so just to transitioning, you know, just how people that hate Islam they hate our, you know, world view that we we are not in our best days these days, you know, but just a hundred or hundred and fifty years ago, we were still live and kicking in, in certain parts of the world. Yeah. And if you go back, you know, three, four hundred years you know thriving in certain parts of the world so we have this vision and we always discuss it on this podcast like oh you know ideally things would be like this like that yeah and that's the topic of, of, the, of today's podcast is this muslim utopia we, uh, we we talk about you know what would that actually look like mm-hmm. and you know there's many ways are many angles we could go go through go from um, I don't know, do you have any ideas where we could start with this? Because I want to go into the, some of the details of it Because we all know, like, okay, yeah, the Muslims will all be united Yeah, yeah, yeah um, the, the shield or, of or, the etc Yeah, yeah, yeah But what's, like, some of the little juicy details we could have? Um, let's start really small, bro Little things, right?
1: Um, yeah, yeah Bro, s- segregated restaurants, bro Like, I had this idea once where um, mm. I went to a restaurant, and I wrote, I, I'd love taking my wife to restaurants. I love going out to restaurants, but I hate taking mm. my wife to restaurants at the same time. Not because you know I don't mm. want to, but because it's very close-knitted. There's no privacy, and she wears yeah. obviously she wears in So so It's very difficult for her to eat without being yeah. conscious about people seeing. Anyway, so I thought of this idea. Right, imagine you've got railings in the ceiling, and it's all grid railings, like square grid railings. But at the back of the oh. room, it's all curtains, so the the, the room mm. can be divided. As many times as you want, based on you know curtain movement and all this stuff. So then you can literally have yeah, yeah.
0: just you can have private sections, exactly. Lots of private sections. Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. but they do that in certain countries, I believe, in in in, in your neck of the woods at the moment, uh, where there's curtains. Yeah, there's yeah, we stuff. have a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, but that's why a I'm, lot of
0: restaurants actually cater to that. Yeah, uh, because so, this is a good a good example of uh, money talks, right? Yeah. So you know, obviously, out here in Marathi, they get very. Very well paid Annie, like So they obviously Going to bring a lot of money To wherever they Choose to go And so quite a few restaurants They would cater to them By having private sections Because you know The ladies like their private Privacy mm. And so they might make For example I'll give you a real example of Something that people will know Nando's Nando's where I live yeah. um, There is a private Like kind of booths You know yeah. It's not the whole Restaurant's like that But a good you know Five tables They have that kind of Private section and uh you know for certain women you know they would really prefer that so yeah, yeah no doubt. that would be good man especially for niqab obviously like a big problem with niqab uh, difficulty with niqab is um you know eating isn't yeah. it so eating out yeah so what else we got so that would be good another thing i was thinking uh and you know I, I i guess i kind of have this experience already is that the 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 firemen the policemen they're people that you pray with in the masjid yeah you know and and I guess I mean, I just probably I think it was on Saturday the police car was at the masjid I was praying at so we do pray together but I guess uh, you know to have that more widespread and uh, just to have more of that I guess it's it's also brotherhood it's part of brotherhood um, that when you deal with each other it's it's like. You're Muslim, I'm Muslim, like more more of that kind of thing. Which, to be honest, yeah, it does exist mm. in, in, in most countries in the world, this mm. already exists. Um, but uh, one thing I realize out here is that a lot of the, you know, like a lot of people talk about the pff, discrimination or whatever that you find in the Gulf. I find, you know, I don't think it's so much based on like race or anything like that. It's based on language. Mm. If you could speak the language of whoever you're dealing with, then... The, there's no barrier no, anymore and i don't think there's discrimination uh, at all like it just depends on on having that that same language mm. and being able to talk on that level you know what i mean mm. so yeah and then of course of course uh having more focus on on learning the arabic language and having arabic language as an umma wide language you know yeah true that would be that would be amazing like you know like for example in india yeah india i believe they have like 24 languages something like that uh for the different areas of india but they have a unifying language uh which is uh, hindi or uh, english sometimes so you know like that like we all have our own languages we don't want to get rid of them but to have everybody knowing a certain amount of arabic so when you meet in, in umrah when you meet people when you travel Everyone just speak Arabic. How amazing would that be? Yeah, yeah. It's a shame
1: because now, even now, you've got obviously you've got your Fusha, but you say, you speak Fusha in any Arab country, you get laughed at, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So if that was like more normalised, um, you know, I think everybody should learn Fusha initially for the foundation, and then it's it's easier to switch it up with different dialects. Yeah. Because um, it gives you that base of grammar and all of that. So uh, so if if everybody uh, had more emphasis on learning arabic in the school systems in all different countries then fusha would become probably more normal isn't it yeah yeah definitely definitely and with with more islamic identity people also they find fusha to be more of an important like thing in general because of quran it's the language of the quran in the end mm. and so they might you know respect it more and uh appreciate it more you know
1: I suppose I'm trying to think of this ideal utopia without any politics and friction. It's really
0: difficult <laughs> because we're so yeah. we're so
1: um, you know we've got there's so many different groups and different sort of
0: views yeah. and certain things, different perspectives, yeah. different. For example, um, I was thinking different was paintings thinking of, of history as exactly.
1: Well. I was thinking of like oh the um, the absence of music, for example and stuff like that yeah and how things would be more beneficial mm. but then i'm thinking so apparently it was only yesterday i was going through instagram and there was there was muslims that were just doing clear-cut music like thinking it was islamic mm. and i was like well how will those people sort of deal with do you understand
0: like these views will still exist it's really difficult to eradicate it from the minds of people yeah yeah and and this is a good point in a utopia you would never have everybody with the same um perspective on life you know the, the same personality and definitely the same fiqh views uh, you wouldn't find that uh, and therefore what's yeah. important is not to eradicate all differences of opinion but to have people firstly to have the, the principle that everybody would understand is that we go back to the quran and the sunnah for everything you know uh, that would be a good first stage you know and then yeah. also to have that ability to disagree you know even if even if like, let's say maybe for me, I would say, you know, it's clear cut that music is, is haram in Islam. But there are, I know there are people have views that it's not haram, right? And there are fuqaha that say it's not haram, which are a very small amount. But just just because for me, it's like clear cut and it's just like so obvious to me, it doesn't mean I can't, what's the word, uh, you know, have fine you know, civil interactions with people. And that's something that we would have to learn in this utopia to do that. Yeah, I
1: think a lot of it would have to be uh, people. Uh, some, uh, their um, some of their understanding to whatever rule of law is at the time. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's going to come back to whoever the leader of this utopia is. And if, mm. if they allow something to happen, then that's when it's going to happen. Um, but Allahu A'lam Yeah, unless you're going to have. I mean, <laughs> in history there was, happen, like, there was there uh, was. I was gonna say, you're can have this dark underground music scene, bro. <laughs> <So> people, people <laughs> like slipping CDs like cocaine, bro.
0: Subha, <laughs> so <by the> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, personally, Yanni, this, this is again, it's something that comes back to personality because some people, they, you know, it, it, also the whole left-right uh, divide in in Western politics. No, it, it's not just in the West, but in politics, uh, modern politics, you could say. This is not something new This is just a different perspective Different personalities um, Lean towards different ways of thinking So for me for example uh, I don't feel that uh, top Too much top down Rule making works I feel you need definitely some of that But mostly it's about education and Stuff from the grassroots level And that, mm-hmm. that's how I think we could uh, You know about for example the topic of music Or maybe something uh, more important um, It's about having certain rules right maybe not even super super strict rules but then the main work needs to be done on the grassroots the dawah level people Mm. having an interest in learning more about their religion and i think that's the way to go about it because you know we know examples of countries where the rules are strict but don't necessarily uh stop people from uh wanting to do things that are evil you know Mm. and that's because of lack of education i believe so we would, to touch we would, on education, yeah,
1: it, it, I think another thing that, which would be amazing in, in this ideal utopia is to um, study those secular sciences and humanities and stuff like that, but mm. from a that that they, they become they no longer become secular. Do so you understand what yeah. I mean? They of become course. part and parcel of our religion. They become part and parcel of our education. For example, studying um, I don't know psychology, right? Psychology is something that. Um, I've studied personally before At college I think And um, Yeah it was really interesting But at the same time It's 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 a godless It's a godless uh, Sort of study Like, There's no mention of anything Any sort of mm, The being. soul There's no mention of the mm. soul There's nothing like that But imagine studying psychology With the knowledge That we already have From the deen As fact Yeah Right It's about yeah. studying these These sciences Whilst carrying The fact Of Islam Not the Or oh, maybe possibly The actual fact of Islam You mm. know And if it doesn't line up to Islam Then Okay, clearly we've made a wrong. You know, there's something's wrong here. Let's carry on. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Because what what tends to happen is, if there's something that doesn't line up with Islam, we're like, oh, maybe Islam's wrong about this or whatever. No, we need to mm-hmm. realise actually what we've just found out or think we found out is what's incorrect, and we need to go back to the drawing board. Um, lots mm-hmm. of stuff like that, like archaeology, bro, like studying history from a Muslim perspective, from an Islamic perspective. Yeah. Um, studying, uh, you know, biology from Islamic perspective. All these, all these studies, even yeah. astronomy. Actually, mm. like it's, it's these things. These, these, um, these fields fascinate me, and I always mm. was really interested in them. But I can't, and I've said this before. I think I struggle reading a book that is from a secular study, as it were, like a mm. secular topic, what, such as these I've mentioned. Mm. I, stu- I struggle reading it when there is no mention there was no islamic source behind it and Mm. even the muslims that do write about this stuff now don't Mm. uh, the majority of them that i've seen or i've read don't mention their islam at all within it you know Mm. and it really that's why i kind of like you've mentioned there's like there's probably a uh, a whole treasure trove of knowledge locked away behind the arabic language from old the old old times do you know what i mean yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and I want to sort of have that now in the present day. Imagine like subhanallah like nanotechnology and 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 all these future concepts of stuff that they want to do in the future but with the with the dean of Islam like driving mm. that and, and powering that subhanallah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it it would bring probably you'd have the perspective not of religious knowledge or islamic studies and then other stuff. You would just have useful knowledge, beneficial knowledge. Mm. And non-beneficial knowledge And so you go to school And you're going to learn all beneficial knowledge in school Right And yeah. uh, you're going to have obviously Islamic perspective Because you're Muslim and the teacher's Muslim And the curriculum is uh, going to have those elements in it Wherever it's relevant yani. It's not yeah. always going to be relevant But uh, Firstly Uh, The the attitude you have towards education Should change based on Islam Being more important in people's lives Is that you should have a higher respect For knowledge, higher respect for uh, Teachers uh, and stuff like that And you know perhaps you would just have you would have uh, Islamic studies I mean, as ha- I had Islamic studies In this country It was just yet another subject Amongst geography, maths, history You know So, uh, yeah But uh, And then Arabic as well uh, Obviously, like we said uh, You would learn that And I think, you know It would be nice to have some initiatives Where uh, you would learn Some of the main languages Spoken into the in the Muslim world hmm. Like uh, Turkish Quite big one Um uh, I was going to say uh, These uh, Like an Indian language But it's quite split up Um I look uh, like Farsi bro Farsi is quite a good one To learn That's quite Spoken yeah. by a lot of people mm. Bahasa Like uh, in Indonesia Malaysia They mm. speak Bahasa uh, What else do we have Main languages uh, I don't know And then you'd have Like Dawa languages Like for example You know Spanish speakers Some of the biggest population On earth and One of the biggest yep. uh, Mandarin Mandarin you know this is like for the oh, dawa specialists yeah, yeah of of <laughs> so course. you know these things would be so good man you know on the on the politics side i think what i understand yanni from some basic reading of history and stuff is that it was kind of in the past for example the the first you know two three hundred years of islamic history it was kind of like a federal state so federal state it's like uh, the usa or germany or the uae where you have uh the government of the whole country and then the country is split into states and right those states uh, have certain freedom with the rules and the taxes and stuff that they levy on their on their people so it's not um so centralized you know and i believe this is how it operated in the first few hundred years of, of islamic history like uh you know we we hear for example of narrations of uh like when omar uh, was Khalifa that he had the governor in Iraq because Iraq's yeah. too far away, right? You need, exactly. So, so it wouldn't be. I don't think uh, Alam, but I don't see it as top-down. One guy telling you know he's in uh, whatever he's in Mecca and he's going to tell people in Indonesia you know what taxes to levy and yeah, you know what rules are, because there's context to everything and you need that flexibility. Yeah. You, you need flexibility and you need local knowledge and the main thing is to have a good culture of people obviously co- uh, corruption has to go straight mm. uh, corruption has to go and just have you know uh, reward people that are sincere and uh, are good at what they do and have knowledge of that specific mm. area i think
1: uh, another like something f- quite um, interesting and, and and something we dream of is to obviously walk that middle path in mm. everything Mm. Um, and I think it 's been lost like for example what i 'm thinking now at the moment is about children and about um, especially adolescents um, so we 're quite well aware that at least in the west um, teenage teenagehood is something quite manufactured, something that sort of the education system mm. sort of brought about, and something that probably didn 't exist that yeah. long ago um, and I think a lot of the ills of society at least in, in within the teenage years is due to that. Um, I think maybe we've swung the, the the pendulum a bit too far to the to removing responsibility from from, mm,
0: uh, definitely.
1: from kids. Um, I think in the middle path there there would be a balance of not just educating and fulfilling these people, these kids, sorry, but um, giving them the responsibilities that will busy them with make them feel important. Number one, and busy yeah. them with with um, with something that they own. They have to own something. They have to mm. sort of take as a, as a responsibility of theirs because we were talking I mean at the moment there's this whole knife crime epidemic but knife crimes existed for years and years and years it's just the media's picked up on it now it's not it's not something oh suddenly it's 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 risen again no it's been it's been steadily rising for a long time but mm. and and the same with like kids drug dealing same with all these sort of ills that kids sort of get involved in a lot of it is to do with a lack of responsibility that we've noticed, at least in the mm. mesh. Shed. So a lot of the, the, the kids that go to the meshed mesh and then sort of sway and, and don't come anymore, it's because we've sort of pushed them out of the meshed mesh anyway. So they come in, we treat them like children, right? Even though they're actually mm. a bit, they are capable, they're capable of, of taking on more, but we treat them like yeah. kids, we keep treating them like kids, we keep treating them like kids. And then we start making mm. comments about how they dress and then we start pushing them away and then they don't want to come to the mesh mm. anymore. And then what happens is they get exploited by someone outside, Outside of our, our Muslim community, outside of our or sometimes within the community, someone who wants to yeah. give them a responsibility of Hey listen, do you want to make some money? Well do this XYZ for me. Do you understand? Mm. And suddenly that, that child thinks that he's being he's given a responsibility, but actually he's being exploited, mm. you know? Mm. Um, yeah, and we were point. discussing it. I was discussing it with the Sheikh of the local masjid about how like certain cases So we're looking at case studies of kids That have actually gone that route And we were saying like I remember this boy He'd come in And people just made Not made fun of him But just treated him like a child You know And whenever he wanted yeah. he, he was I'm using it as a case study But he was He was so uh, Frequent in the meshed mesh All the mm. time But we constantly treated him like a kid No you can't do that No you can't be part of this No you can't Do you know what I mean Because you don't understand Because you're too young Because you're this Because you're that Because you're this Because you're that and then one day he walks into the meshid bro and he's dressed different, very different, you know. Right. Uh, not saying that there's something wrong with what he's dressing, but he's he's dressing a bit more street, right, so mm. so he came in and, and I remember one of the brothers just started laughing at him, like what's this, I sort of take, took his hat off, He's like what's this, why are you dressing like this, why dress like this? So he sort of pushed him mm. even further away, you know. Mm. And actually I, I, I'll say it, how I've said it to many people, I went to Tunisia for a week and I came back and mm. a bunch of these boys have just disappeared I see them in the the street And they're completely Dressed differently Actually completely Mm. Exploited bro Completely Mm. Then they started Getting into drugs Started getting into trouble And some of them Ended up getting Arrested and actually Convicted and put into prison For a long time Do you know what I mean From Actually I I, I tell you now Like One of the brothers Used to come He used to be one of those boys That would go on the first row Of the masjid Every day Mm. Mm. Right And he would go uh, like all the elders Every single person on the front row And give them a bit of atr A bit of musk You mm. know One of those brothers Can you imagine And then yeah. suddenly went all the way to the other side But it all steps back to well, my, my my understanding anyway My concept of it Is this void between childhood and, and, and adulthood Where there is no responsibility This is why like yeah. Some of the, the the most vocal people in the world in mm. terms of protesting and stuff our teenagers, our students Because they've got mm. nothing to lose They've mm. got nothing to lose They've got no responsibilities mm. on, on them And that's why they make stupid decisions sometimes Because they think that Well it's only my life That's the only thing I've got to lose So it's not that important to me Because they don't value themselves yeah. Yeah. But you give someone that responsibility Something that they own Something they have to look after Naturally They're going to be a bit more cautious A bit wiser A bit more uh, measured in their response and approach to things alam. but yeah, yeah, yeah ultimately to round <laughs> round up this this whole rant is um, trying to find that middle path understanding that kids are you know young and they've got a lot to learn but also empowering them with responsibilities with hmm. things that they need to imagine for example imagine this like um uh, kids were solely Not solely responsible But predominantly responsible Like teenagers Were predominantly responsible For the maintenance And the the, um, Not cleanliness But You know uh, Making sure their city The city they live in Was Hygienic Was clean Was Like at the moment There's this um, You know how they have Like crazes that go on Whether it's like planking Or whether it's like Flipping doing some certain dance And it goes viral
0: okay. There's
1: something going on Called a trash tag which I thought okay. was awesome It's like one of the best ones I've seen Basically mm. people go to an area They take a mm. photo of an area that's completely littered Whether it's a beach mm. or a forest Or whatever yeah. And then and then they, they clean it fully Like get mm. bin bags, fill up bin bags Absolutely yani Do you know what I mean mm. And then they'll take another photo and they're standing there and they compare the two photos and that's a trash tag And they, or they'll put it online oh, and it motivates okay. other people to compete On how much yeah. more they can do And bro mm. Out of all the crazies I've ever seen this is the most mm. beneficial and also awesome one I've ever seen mm. because and I hope it keeps going because it's an amazing initiative it really yeah. is and people that are generally get sucked into that kind of stuff like these challenges or whatever they are mm. you know some of them are charitable and they're boring bro because it's like oh let's pour some water on my head and whatever and give money to this charity like that mean that doesn't mean anything to me but this mm. is actually f- something really you know clear cut beneficial and and if 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 imagine like it's not difficult to understand how to tidy up or clean an area, but if that was something that was sort of seen as the youth's responsibility, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. as a whole, the youth should be, uh, taking the lead on that. Hmm. But I just sound like an old man now. Telling kids <laughs> to clean up themselves.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, you'll be part of it, man. You got to clean up too. Of course, bro. <laughs> but you know, this whole thing of, um, Getting teenagers to act more like adults, transition maybe quicker to adulthood, and you know take responsibility. Um, this, Yanni, maybe someone might say that's your that's your opinion, bro. You know that's what, the way you yeah, see the right. world. But no, yeah. I, I, I disagree with that. If someone was to say that, because in Islam we have the concept of Balikh. Yeah? we are when you are yeah, accountable exactly. for your actions. If somebody is accountable for their actions at twelve years old, right? How can you then expect them to not have responsibility until they're 18? It, just, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And so we do have something in Islam that would kind of push us towards an understanding that people must mature earlier. You know, people must be fully responsible and accountable from, like, later yeah, age 11, 12. Like, if that's when you're going to be uh, accountable to Allah and you're going to stand in front of Allah and your deeds are being rewritten and everything from that age then you better fix up from that age, you know, you better be serious about things in that age. It doesn't mean you can't play, you know, it doesn't mean you can't still have that curiosity and playfulness. Uh, But it means that, you know, you do take certain parts of your life seriously. And, uh, you know, in the modern day, we see that there is no seriousness in people's lives until they're like older, you know, maybe, maybe when you're like 16, you know, GCSEs kind of thing, these kind of exams, people get a little more serious, but um, apart from like outside of school Or outside of a certain part of school It's like silliness Absolute silliness And so so this is this is, it, it, uh, You can say it comes from Islam One thing I would say bro is Again it's my opinion uh, But it's also mixed with a bit of Islamic guidance I think Which is Every young man must do military service Yeah um, And every oh, yeah. Uh, And maybe But, but uh, like age 16 maybe Something like that yeah. They must do military service Maybe one year, um, that would be great for discipline. It'll be great for uh, teaching. It could even be mixed with teaching the responsibilities of men in the society. You know, it could be mixed with a bit of tarbiya in that way. So discipline, tarbiyah. and then you know, physical readiness as well. And yeah. you know, this is a this is a great. Um, is a great honor that, that Muslims have is to defend their nation. You know, so it's it's added that to that responsibility. Like if you're doing your military service, you're 16, you're seventy, whatever, and you're thinking, yeah, like this is real. You know, that's again another layer of responsibility. So I would definitely have that uh, as part of as part of pe- everyone's childhood. You know, you must you must go military. So.
1: Um, I got a a notification on the laptop just now I didn't know what it was Because I never get notifications But I think it's like breaking news Apparently there's another shooting bro In um, in, uh, Netherlands Um, Oh Netherlands yeah Yeah bro but I don't know It says Apparently it was on a tram About Mm. It was about 5 minutes ago It occurred in a tram at Mm. 10.45 Monday morning
0: Mm. I guess we don't know the details right now
1: Yeah but yeah, it's Palmer, bro. Mm, Sorry, no, I know, no, I, know no, I sort no. of took us off, off the rails a little bit there, but yeah, it just sort of yeah. popped up a lot of them, yeah. anyway. A lot of what Saturday.
0: about then? You know, on that topic, when it comes to, yeah, you know, this is an interesting topic actually. You know, some people they would say, you know, especially Americans of a certain, yep. uh, you know, thinking, they would say, look, if those people in the masjid if they had guns, that guy would be dead within a few seconds, right? Yeah. So. You know, is it possible in our utopia that you know the average person would be able to have a gun, or do you think?
1: I, I think, um, I think it goes back to, okay, let's say it depends on how the utopia forms. If it forms or based on the current understandings that we have now, as in mm. wars and stuff, mm. then whoever's used to that should should maintain it. Whoever isn't should maintain it. Do you understand? Like mm. that's just the cult, that's ingrained in the culture of people. Mm. Like I don't think the UK should suddenly have. I'm talking if this was all well, maybe not the UK. That's a bad example. That's, that that implies that we're just going to take over the UK. A lot yeah. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like you know in a, in, a, in a yeah, you're giving the example, example of the
0: culture that you're in and you're yeah, aware of. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's like in the UK, for example, they don't you know don't do guns. So they yeah, it's do not guns,
0: normal. But, yeah, but yeah.
1: America, it's part of their culture. Um, mm. I think you know I saw some some brothers from America posting about this and how Muslims should arm themselves legally. Mm. And, and, and personally, like I thought, yeah, if it's there, <coughs> then do so because some mm. of your neighbor is is going to have one. So why mm. not you? And mm. yeah, there is a debate about, oh, you know, it's dangerous and this and that. Um, mm. But there's always a middle path. I think there's always a middle mm. path. I think there's ways and means of assessing people. I think there's ways and means of, you know, I mean, you, you shouldn't be able to just walk in and buy a weapon. In the same way that I doubt, Allahu alam, but I doubt someone that was obviously had very severe mental health issues or whatever couldn't just go out and buy a sword and do you understand mm. back in the day Wallahu alam, Wallahu alam, but i'm sure it wasn't that hard to get one but at the end of the day you didn't hear about mm. all these sort of i don't know insane murders and stuff murder sprees to the extent where mm. it was just random in the time of the Prophet of mm. allah but at the same time at the same time you know there is a, a hadith remember that the 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 story of the man who killed what was it 99 people you know, yeah. and then he just and like the, the one of the people who questioned him in the end, he just killed him as well. So it's yeah. something that maybe existed a low maybe. But, yeah, of um, course,
0: killing happened and life was shorter before. Um, yeah. I think the argument, if we were talking about swords here, I would yeah. say, uh, you know, maybe we could be open to that. Depending, Annie, to be honest, on the place. You know, if you're living in a city. What's your use of a sword, yeah what's the point really? yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what are you going to do with the sword yeah? is, unless yeah. it's like on the wall or something, yeah <laughs> um, but when it comes to guns, the thing with guns is you could kill a lot of people very quickly uh, with a gun, right and yeah. also people cannot defend themselves whatsoever against a gun unless they have a gun, usually themselves, right yeah. so for example, if, you can imagine if someone's got a sword and he's attacking people, even if I don't have a sword, I can stop him potentially, you know yeah, but yeah, if he's yeah. got a gun. There's pretty much not, nothing, not much I can do, right? Mm. So that, that's, the thing that's the thing that's unique to guns. Um, I think,
1: so, to be honest, uh, I mean, mm, uh, mm. In, a, in a Muslim utopia, these yeah. are things we wouldn't even have to consider. Reason being mm. is financially and economically, there'll be so much barakah in the system, right? That no one mm. would need to defend themselves to that extent. In the sense that mm. there'll be certain social ills where money just gets lost. Money yeah. just gets tampered with, mm. uh, like tax avoidance, all this other stuff. Mm. Right? That mm. that the state initially, that uh, and let's say it's you know it's a pure, uh, amazing state and, a, and one that works well. That mm. that really minimizes corruption. It would mm. ruin people. That would you know mm. that would try and,
0: and, and play
1: dirty, yeah. yeah. try and hide their yeah. mind, this and that. So in that yeah. sense, it would be. So you're saying there'll the
0: be more economic abundance, to, yeah?
1: Exactly to fund, mm. you know, let's say mm. policing to fund emergency mm. services to the point that you wouldn't mm. need to To mm. really defend yourself to that extent, because mm. we, we'd have such a mobilized mm. Um, mm. force to protect citizens within it that mm. you know. Cause at the moment, but what I would
0: it, argue, bro, what I would argue is the USA has some of the most economic abundance in the world, right? Yeah. However, uh, the way the, the place it's got problems is it, society, societally, right? Yeah. Socially, they have big problems. Like they basically they grew the economy. Um, to as much as possible you know you, you can't doubt that that's that's been going well for them but yeah. they neglected the society thing and that my feeling is the reason you get these kind of killings you know if you looked uh probably 1950s for example 1950s usa uh people you know the usa had been around for i don't know exactly but maybe 100 years at that point and yeah since the beginning of the usa everyone has had guns it's been legal okay yeah Uh, yeah around the beginning because it's an amendment to the constitution so it must have come a bit later um now allahu alam but i think most of these mass killings shootings in schools and this and that started maybe around the the 80s or something like that so my theory or my understanding is that these killings are nothing to do with uh, poverty per se it's to do with societal problems such as such as uh, parenting, such as one parent household, such as uh, child abuse, um, such as these things that traumatize people. They cause uh, emotional or mental problems, whatever you want to call it. Um, that is why people uh, go and do this. Uh, it could be also drug abuse and stuff like this, you know. So I don't know if. Economically, that would uh, you know things would stop because of that, and also I don't know if you can stop people having guns. there are over a billion guns on planet Earth, yeah and you you cannot stop people having guns, but what you can do is uh you can limit it of course, but what you want is that people that most people are good people and they're not going to go nuts and do something yeah. ridiculous like that that I think that's the best protection to these to these uh things happening. Uh, because the, once you have a gun, bro, it's very easy, like we said, to to do something terrible with it. Yeah. But that's why you need you need ninety whatever percent of people to just be solid human beings. Where they might not be great people, they might even be criminals, but to go and. Kill random people is is a next level. I think we can agree, isn't it?
1: Of course. I think the, what I'm saying about the eco- the economy part mm. is if it's if it's purer and there's less corruption, that means there's mm. way more money in the in the pot to invest yeah. in these institutions that deal with you know mental health issues that deal with yeah deal with deal with the, deal with the societal problems exactly yes. societal problems. That's that's yeah. my that's my understanding mm. is like, yeah there's my, mm. way more to deal with and to fund this stuff, bro. I've been to mental. Uh, I say mental hospitals, but, you know, the hospitals that deal with that sort of stuff. And, bro, mm. I swear to God, it's absolute shambles, bro. Mm. There's one, in you know, where I live, and, I, and mm. I've been to it a few times for work. Achie, the guys there just overworked. There's, like, a few mm. people for, like, God knows how many patients. And they're just all walking around, bro. And the amount of times, mm. you know, people run out and go missing, and we got to look for them. The amount of times that people, the people have killed themselves in these places... Because they're not getting mm. the treatment, really, and they go out and they come back in. And it's a revolving door, etc., etc., etc. Like mm. it's just achy, and it's all to do with funding. It's all to mm. do with lack of training. It's all to do with lack mm. of, and it's just, you find these holes and these pitfalls in every single institution now, where they sort of have to make do with what they have, right? Mm. And that means that they're all spread very thin, which means no one really gets the care and attention that they need, you know, mm. to really rectify the situation. And it's mm. just... And it all comes back to money, actually. And if you think about it, I mean, we hear about all this tax avoiders and, and these businesses that sort of, you know, escape uh, paying their taxes and stuff and that. But imagine mm. just one of those people, that funding mm. going into this institution or this sort of mm. field of... Bro, it would just change things completely, bro. Change things completely. Yeah. But now, yeah. you know, g- governmentally, I'm not... You know, this is getting a bit political, but if, you know, they, 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 they... People have to bid now. People have to literally try and bid for their for their funding. In a sense, like, oh, they have to compete with other organizations it. to tell yeah. the government or whatever what is more yeah. important, you know?
0: Yeah. But would that go away in the utopia?
1: I think it would be less problematic because only because it would outweigh um, all the ills that sort of drain resources and drain money from mm. people.
0: Right, right. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you
1: understand? So, mm. like, I don't know, think of gambling, right? There's people that make bajillions mm. amount of money on on. Yeah. on on society Gambling its money away And these people yeah. What do they do They hold the wealth They hold the wealth They hold the wealth They, 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 mm. they ac- accumulate From the haram That people put in Okay mm. So does that. put per- But then that person Hires <coughs> You know Dodgy accountants He hires dodgy this Dodgy that mm. And he doesn't have to Pay his fair share Even if that mm. money's haram bro Even if mm. that money's haram Some of that Or a lot of that Should find its way Back into the people's pockets Because of the way that You know Zakat works The way that Do you understand The way that mm. The, the Government's basically uses some of that money to pay for for the society, Mm. but bro, they, Mm. they avoid that. They avoid that. The people with the most wealth also have the highest ability of hiding that wealth because they can pay for the people to do so.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what? So what about taxes then? Would there be taxes? Allah oh. that's a that's a for me that's a scholarly discussion
1: <laughs> i don't know how that works in the deen bro all i know is about zakat and i don't know anything beyond
0: that so mm. Mm. i looked into this a bit i asked my friend who's you know he studied quite a bit and because when in, when they implemented uh vat in uh saudi arabia uh one scholar you know, that we know uh, he he spoke out against it he said it's haram he yeah. said it's uh the Merlin taken from people's wealth without um uh, without right, yeah, yeah, and I think what I remember him saying is that if you were to say we need to build this road, this highway, and therefore we're gonna tax you for that, that's fine, but to take uh money as taxes uh without restriction, that's where it becomes uh problematic uh that's what he yeah. said anyway um and then so i I got into this conversation with my friend like, okay. So if it's if you know taxes and stuff is haram in that sense, then how would a a state fund itself? And he said he get yeah, and obviously he's not giving me the final answer, but he's given ideas, you know. So one way is that the state would own the natural resources in the land, right? So for example, I mean, we we see it. For example, here in UAE, we got uh, Adnoc, the national oil company. So that's where they get a lot of their money from, right, to run the country. So oil. Uh, It could be farmland, it could be minerals, and for them to control this, um, you could generate money from selling those products that come from that. Uh, But one way to avoid the inefficiency they often get from uh, government organizations is to have it act like a company. So it's owned by the government, but it must justify its own expenses, its own budget, and these things. Uh, which is uh, what they do here. For example, everyone knows Amar, uh, you know, a huge uh, developer in Dubai. Um, they are government owned, but they act as a company and they actually trade on the stock market and stuff. So they're like right. a company, but they're owned by the government. So you could have that revenue stream of profit from from uh, state owned companies. Um, another thing is. Uh, Zakat, so Zakat obviously can go to the i think it's eight categories of areas and one of those categories i believe is uh Fisabilillah. so for example the military spending some of that could come out of Zakat money actually yeah and uh and then you know um to helping people and all the other categories um so that you've got Zakat money and Zakat money alone is just nuts um because you know what this is a little bit of a tangent but it really was uh Go for it bro. It's kind of funny, kind of interesting. I saw a video, I don't know if you know the YouTube channel Vox. It's actually a publisher. Oh, yeah. 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 So they did a they did a, a video explaining some some uh, Democrats uh proposal for tax. She proposed that they start taxing people based on their wealth and not based on their income, which is guess what sounds a lot like zakat, right? Um yeah. and they they said that that's super super rich in the u.s um they have loads of their net worth is very high but often their income is low right they're just living off what they already have and they are able to invest in certain areas that they get income from without paying huge amounts of tax for example as very well known um capital gains tax for example in the uk it's lower than uh, income tax um also in the UK uh, Dividends if I, if I get my income from my business as dividends Instead of uh, as an income As a salary I, there's a, I pay way less tax right? Um, and these things are actually there on purpose They're not like loopholes They're there to encourage entrepreneurship and stuff But anyway, the, the proposal was That you should tax people uh, It was people who have a, a, a net worth of above $50 million They should pay something like 2% every year Of their wealth in taxes and then people who have a net worth of over one billion dollars they should pay three percent of their net well uh, net worth in uh, in taxes and mm-hmm. so i thought it was very interesting it sounds very similar to zakir even the amount you know like 2.5 percent is very similar to zakir and you can imagine the amount of money that would be generated from zakir you know everyone paying their 2.5 percent not to mention the benefits that come from zakir which is that you don't want money sitting in your bank account doing nothing. You want to put it to work because you're going to have to pay 2.5% of that all the time. So, yeah. so yeah. So, these are two sources. And there's a third big, big, major source of income for the government, uh, which, you know, you could work out yourself. I don't want to really want to get into that. But it's quite obvious if you look into history. So, <laughs> you know, these are, you know, it seems the only doable it seems like things could be going well. But what I what i believe is the state actually is too big in most countries and the state has become like a like an uncle to us where they're like giving us money all over the place and they've taken too much responsibility for themselves and that that means they require so much money from us to you know for the upkeep of all these services and maybe there's an argument to say maybe if we get a bit more decentralized then we can organize within our cities or our areas of the city to sort out certain things um ourselves you know and maybe that would help the state be more lean and we we rely less on the state and that would make the people i think more just from a psychological point of view more less complacent more Mm. active more you know you exactly can can, can you imagine you know these people that just uh, sit around taking benefits um Mm. what if that wasn't the case you know what if uh they had to give back bro Yeah 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 yeah. So It's like what we said earlier About the
1: youth Like imagine the youth Were It was upon them And it was their responsibility Sort of like military service Right It could be that Yeah yeah Community service Kind of thing Yeah yeah, Community service Isn't something That is a punishment It's something That is encouraged It's something Mm. That shapes the future You're part of the future That you Mm. live in And then Mm. when you're older You sit back And let the younger generation Take it over Do you know what Mm. I mean Like yeah, but now yeah. it's kind of The other way around It's the elderly people that are, You know Who mm. already worked their lives That are now pensioners Who haven't got the You know Maybe haven't got the energy and the, and the strength anymore But they're the ones That seem to give back To the community more Even though it should be The other mm. way around It should be us giving to the elders Because they've already done their time They've already worked The, the, yeah. the hardest And right now It seems to be Kind of Sort of vice versa You know who, who You go to allotments You go to gardening You go to all this stuff I know they're very typical Elderly people things You know yeah, um, SubhanAllah But I think it should be the other way around We should be more proactive We should be You know as, as younger people We should be the ones That are you know Climbing trees And saving animals And doing all that stuff <laughs> You know what mm, I mean mm, um, mm. And and because they've got Time Because they've got You know mm. Okay let's say uh, It's about our responsibility aspect Maybe they don't It mm. shouldn't work Allahu a'lam But um, But they should
0: uh, the, who should work You're talking about older people
1: No I'm talking about younger I'm talking about the oh, same, yeah, youth yeah. Right Let's yeah, say they're yeah. studying Right And then the other side of things They should be doing something That gives back to the community That builds Oh the yeah definitely You know what people. actually
0: I was going to say is Scouts bro Something like scouts yeah. Is extremely important And beneficial uh, you know it's like a precursor to the military service we talked about something mm-hmm. where you're active in the community you're doing some kind of uh physical exercise you know including girls by the way i think they should be doing it of course segregated No no doubt. um, yeah, 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 no doubt. um and yeah again active like you said you know and, and learning certain key skills you know it could be coding it could be uh fixing cars whatever it is you know learning these key skills um yeah but what about but- um benefits bro like People getting benefits if you know if they're quote unquote poor. Um,
1: yeah, not just. I think um, the benefit uh, the system at the moment mm. is that it's all it's all to do with funding, bro. It's the fact yeah. that the system is given a benefit set it's not about the, the benefits. It's the problem. It's the mm. it's the tailoring and training of people that maybe can't work a certain way that society wants, mm. right? For example there's some people that receive benef- uh, Disability benefits right Because yeah. there's certain Physical things that they can't do You know this mm. is for a small like, niche of people But I'm sure they're very capable in other factors In fact they probably fit right in In a certain environment doing something that gives back Right mm. Um so mm. it's all about tailoring and training and assessing an individual to detail. But it takes time and money to really assess mm. someone, to really mm. train them, to really sit down with them, and, and you know, and, and give them that tailored experience in terms of okay, what do, what would you love to do? What would, you know, how can we upskill you in mm. the in a way that you're capable of, so that mm. you can be more self sufficient instead of being mm. reliant on. On, yeah. you know, and there's obviously going to be some people that are, Absolutely cannot work in any shape or, You know way or form and that's fine And, 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 and th- yeah. that's something we should accommodate for yeah. You know mm. but um, At the moment it's easier For some people and you know I'll say it how it is It's sometimes easier for some people to To receive benefits and not Go out for work mm. or look for work Than you know the other way around um, Yeah so it's yeah. about this It's about the middle path walking the middle path between Babysitting and Empowering and and and
0: sort of yeah definitely you You have to definitely avoid that the problem that a lot of people face when they go on benefits is actually they maybe initially they genuinely want to work but eventually you just get that lethargic feeling you feel complacent you feel like Mm. especially men men are the type often uh is the the type that if they're eating and sleeping at shelter like literally they won't aspire for higher than that right unless you put some kind of responsibility on them so Mm. uh, I think that's an area where things could be tweaked a bit from what we know for example in the UK to Mm. make sure these people who are very able to work that there's a a real encouragement for them to not get into that cycle of just Mm. getting benefits and doing nothing with their lives and in the end that's a terrible life anyway you know it's a terrible exactly. life
1: that's, anyway that's a, that's a, that and and specifically men is a good part to mention because in all honesty it is what separates us from women and without it mm. we, what, what what is it that we can do that women can't without it do you understand what i mean mm. like and i've said this before when we were speaking about like depression and speaking about suicide mm. rates in men and stuff like that if you remove that sort of that aspect of men, you know, being breadwinners, men, you know, protecting their families. You remove those aspects, suddenly what is it that separates you from a woman? In all honesty, like in in a traditional sense, right? Mm. Because in that sense, then a woman can do everything that you can do, and suddenly you don't feel that man anymore. In fact, a woman does more because she she might be able to work, to to provide and also raise the children and also keep maintain the home. You can't do anything like I'm awful at maintaining a home bro. If I didn't have the job that I have and being able to go out there and, and provide and, and, and feel like I've got that responsibility and that's my part to play, actually what would separate me? Of course I'd be down and depressed about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. um but it also gives the opportunity, like in this utopia understanding it gives the opportunity for nurturing, really true and and special nurturing at home for children mm-hmm. and mothers mm-hmm. actually seeing their, their role as as um as teachers, as nurturers, as Building the society, and then there should then that would be way more resources for, for women in the sense that um, you know, uh, I mean, it could go on forever, but in the sense of like nurturing, in the sense of like teaching children, in the sense of raising families, because mm. a lot of women now that or do it on their own, there's a lot of women now that, that um, suffer in silence in terms of um, how much uh, help they have at home or single parent, you know, households, mm. and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just something that will shape the culture.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, I think the first thing that needs to happen is
1: Yeah.
0: women yeah. need to I made a video about this. Uh it's called uh, should women work or something like that. It's yeah. quite recent. The first stage is the the pressure which is now seeping into the Muslim world, the pressure for women to work needs to go. That's the first thing yeah. in this ut- utopia. The pressure, the expectation that that women will work needs to needs to go, okay? The second step to that is now now women are no longer pressured to work. So many of them will choose not to work, and so now they're at home they're not working now I just a light bulb went off on my head in my head um what if what if you know women are, are you know great nurturing people if they went what if they were teaching voluntarily vis because now we've got the whole community attitude that we we're, we're Muslims, we do stuff for money, but also do stuff fi sabilillah. so what if uh women could work? Maybe uh, part time Depends on You know Her needs Responsibilities And stuff Work part time For And and it's no longer Feels like Oh I'm doing Someone else's work No you contribute To the community And to the ummah And uh, you You know you're, You know what I mean You feel more like mm. uh, It's, it's uh, You're not being exploited That's what I mean you're not, yeah. Because certain, certain Islamic schools They may get women to volunteer Or they may get them and pay them very little And they say oh it's fee But really run, they're running a business They're making money out of it But what if the school it's like You're, you're volunteering Alhamdulillah you're not pressured to work You don't have to work Your husband is uh, working and he's making enough So now you've got this free time What do you do with it You give it to Allah you know, And that mm-hmm. could take many forms and what if, you know, you, you know, you're talking about the work that is required to, um, you know, to, to deal with these things like uh, benefits being uh, given wrongly or uh, yeah. just the, the nurturing, the uh, mentoring, the uh, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. all this stuff. What if women could take that role because they don't, don't have the absolute need to make money, right? And then also what would happen perhaps is now less women work, now there's more demand for men to work right so mm. now there's more jobs for men and so mm. each one is fulfilling their role and th- there is enough jobs for the men and the women are fulfilled and making good use of their time and uh they don't have the negative things that women deal with at work um and they're able to play their role like wow that sounds great to me that sounds utopian <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a lot of
1: women in the in the in the questions bro <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe
0: i mean I mean it is what yeah. it is isn't it it's
1: everyone you know it's a discussion at the end of the day but bottom line is and you know I'll, I'll wrap things up a little bit by by sort of bringing it home is that in a in a society that that seeks to put Allah first and mm. his religion first then Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala finds a way and blesses that society yeah right? definitely and, and if the people change themselves then Allah will change the situation of the people um so no, even if like you know, if from top to bottom, we're all thinking about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala first, and we're not thinking about you know the dunya as it was. Mm. Um, that's when Allah will, 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 will inject into the society His blessings. If you know what I mean. Mm. Um, yeah. So there won't be these like people are wondering now, but, but you know, people we, we won't, we're worrying ourselves like, oh yeah, what about this aspect? And what about this aspect? And what about this aspect? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And how would this work, etc. But it, it will all Fit into place Accordingly mm. As long as we're putting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first mm. As long as you're hearing The adhan From the You know XYZ Masjid As long as you're You know the As long as The the, the leader of the Muslims Is saying Bismillahirrahmanirrahim And starts his khutbah Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. As long as Allah's name is mentioned Before we do anything And everything And every, and every Single you know industry every single Of corner of, of, of governance Every single corner of, of our lives And homes is with mm. Allah's remembrance It was with Allah's you know vicar, So to speak and that's yeah. how The blessings carry forward So mm. that's I often the think, main thing first you know, and foremost Isn't it
0: Yeah I, I often think That I, I look at certain countries You know non-Muslim countries I think wow they're messed up They got this problem that problem this problem that problem mm. They don't know how to deal with it You know like Brexit like uh, I don't know the details, but there's so much argument and this and that. Yeah. And then I start thinking about if, you know, we had a truly Islamic country, you know, how, uh, there's not, it's not necessarily true we would get rid of this, those same problems that these countries are dealing with. Yeah, but exactly. then that element comes in that you mentioned, that if we put Allah first, if we have taqwa, then these issues that people suffer from in, in other countries, inshallah, they would be lessened at least, if not completely removed. Just because of that Because in the end We think I don't know For example Reduce taxes Therefore business investment increases Yeah That You know People think in in Cause and effect things But the real Cause of everything Is Allah's irada Allah's will Mm -hmm. to do something And so You don't always Sometimes you don't put the cause forward, it's Allah that just makes something happen. So,
1: and that's, that's something yeah. you can't argue with as a people that are conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all His might and majesty. Mm. It's something that you can't argue with if that's what's stated. If, if, if I don't know, hypothetically, a leader or whatever says, you know, mm. we've done our best and this is Allah's uh, decree for us. Then mm. you no longer point the finger at the leader's failings. You point the you 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 succumb and you submit to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a yeah. particular struggle yeah. or situation. You know, if mm. it's a drought or something like that, or if it's some sort of natural yeah. sort of a lot of people sort of point the fingers at, oh yeah, funding is bad and whatever. But uh, I
0: always wonder, you know, like what if you know they just they just came on the, you know, press conference or whatever, they just say, Look, you know, we messed up. <laughs> you know, that never yeah. happens. Yeah. But what if they That's said that? Good. What if the yeah what if they said look i mean people sometimes humans are not perfect we just uh, we yeah, yeah. we got it wrong you know <laughs> but that doesn't that really doesn't wrong. really happen yeah. that doesn't really happen right Akhi,
1: time is uh has been our friend for an hour and 13 minutes but uh i think i'm
0: gonna have to call it a day inshallah inshallah i enjoyed this bro maybe we'll do part two because i'm yeah, i'm feeling a part two i'm feeling a part two and in the meantime uh, while we're you know uh, cooking up part two why don't you give us your thoughts uh, and then that can fuel the next episode inshallah so we've got uh, is it curiouscat.me yeah uh, yep CuriousCat.me slash mind pod you could yep. give your comments questions suggestions anonymously there and then we've got uh, mind heist pod, pod or podcast uh, for the gmail
1: biggest mind heist podcast
0: yeah mind heist podcast yeah i think it is mind heist podcast at gmail.com uh, for your emails and 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 we got instagram mind heist pod so uh yeah so yeah i mean uh the the place to get notified within when new episode comes out would be instagram but then also of course you know on your podcast app uh, you should get your notifications set up there yeah and uh yeah uh one uh we got an email about something uh, That I just wanted to say Last time I said About Ulul al-Azm min rusul I included Yusuf Saddam in there But he's not one of Ulul uh, uh, It's Nuh Salam instead So I, I uh, made that mistake So I just want to correct it In case I uh, confuse people And uh, Yeah bro Until next week Anything else to say next Before week. we close?
1: Um, uh, hashtag Hashtag Trashtag <laughs> go, clean up, go clean up the beaches
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, If you do one Then Akhi Tweet will do one <laughs> Okay I will do inshallah <laughs> <laughs> Okay Okay Subhanakallahumma Wabihamdika Ashadwana ilaha anta Astaghfiruka Watoobu ilaik.